All right, guys, I have finished my first draft for my book, The Seven Deadly Sins of Nonprofits. Um, it's really funny because I, I based the original, like when I first came up with the idea, um, I based my original seven points on two conversations with two different nonprofits. That was it. Um, and the irony about it is, I'd, I, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I think it's because I, uh, essentially, the holes that I was seeing inside th these different mentalities were so obvious to me um, because I, I've been used to working with business people, right? Um, and so it was, it was just kind of funny because I just said, oh man, there was a few things there. And I kind of jotted down, like, oh, I got seven, like, there's kind of like seven main mistakes that nonprofits are making. And most of it's in your thinking. Some of it is an actual practical application, but most of it is actually the thinking that's the problem. Um, this goes back to some of my personal philosophy. I really do believe that most wealth is emotional and not really physical. And we and, and granted, I can see how people would disagree with that, but um, work with me on this a little bit. I really do think that when we have success, it's often because we are emotionally in a position where um, we attract the right things into our lives and when we recognize good opportunities, we don't push them away. I think that very often, like, great opportunities become no come knocking, but we're often so emotionally paralyzed that we can't see them. Um, and I, I've, it's no different than the nonprofits. It's, it's, all, it's kind of exactly the same, actually, that emotionally there's certain guilt and, and there's certain um, scarcity mentalities and other things that I've noticed. And I kind of want to talk a little bit about um, some of these different mentalities. So... In my last podcast, I talked about principle number two, uh, or, or I guess this, the second deadly sin, which was um, what I call volunteer syndrome, where you you, you want everything to be essentially for uh, you want everything to be free, and you want things you want your volunteers to to, prov to provide top notch quality results, but they don't have any incentive beyond um, the motivation of helping people to do that, which might seem like enough, but it's just usually not. Um, they need to be paid. Um, they need to have. They need to have reasons, a financial reason, to work really, really hard to burn the midnight oil and to dig deep to get high donations. Um, and it really helps build your team. The founders often don't have that problem as much because it was kind of their baby from the beginning. But the people that are volunteering often they just they need something a little more than just a pat on the back when they go and do things that are that are um, when they go and provide amazing results. So. Um, but I'll go back to principle number one, scarcity mentality. Um, and I've talked a little about this, but I want to go into a little more depth because I've just had a few more conversations with people and it's really become very abundantly clear to me that this scarcity mentality, which it's it kind of is rooted in two different things. Number one is there's a massive fear of taking a paycheck. There's a massive fear of paying yourself well. Um, I feel like I have to disclaim this, and I, I, I get tired of disclaiming things because I, I feel like it should be fairly obvious. I'm not for a second saying that you should have a, a nonprofit, quote unquote, <laughs> that's just soaking up money that's for you to just go spend. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, though, is that you are the greatest asset inside your nonprofit. You are the most important piece. And so why, it's, it's like having your nicest car and you never change the oil on it, or you never do any maintenance on it, or you never clean it, or you never wash it. Because you're always just so busy, you just need it to work so hard, it's always so much to do that you never have time to change the oil on it, and eventually the engine explodes. You need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Because again, you are the most important part of what's going to make this go forward. If you truly want 
the best for the people that you're trying to serve, then take care of yourself. Fill your needs and make sure that you're not burning yourself out, which includes stop trying to work two jobs. Yes, I get it that at first you won't, that's not a possible, it's not often possible to just quit, go full-time and non-profit, but as quickly as possible, you need to, you need to be getting to the point where you're working full-time and you're non-profit as quickly as possible, where that's the one thing that you do. Stop trying to split your attention both ways. You are not having the impact that you could be having. Um, now, if you kind of feel like, oh, I just want to do something really small, that's different. I mean, yeah, it, I, I, this podcast is for those that are trying to make a massive impact. We're really trying to fix a problem that's out there. If you just want to kind of like go and donate at the animal shelter or go spend a weekend at the animal shelter once a month, this, is, this podcast is not for you. This is for those that truly see a massive need and they really want to make a massive impact. My point is take care of yourself. That scarcity mentality is, man, I can't spend money on me because it needs to go to people. And it's all based in really, really good. I get where I get why people think that. It's 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 come comes from a really good, beautiful side of their personality. They just want to help. But it's it's delusional because you need to be in the best shape possible, the best condition possible, to be your 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 A game at all times. That's what's gonna really help these people. You will find that creativity will beat frugality. It just does. Your ability to think and innovate and to come up with unique solutions is way better than you trying to save a little bit of money on 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 pens, you know, or afraid to go buy some stuff that you need, you know, because we need to put that money right into the nonprofit. I get that, but don't do that. Take care of yourself. Take care of your team. Number two, the other scarcity mentality that I see is that people think that um, I talk about this a lot. And I hope I hope I'm not just just harping on this, but. I have to make this a clear point that you're not going to run out of donations. It's not like there's a it's not like there's a finite amount of donations out there and you can only get so much and then it's done. There is so much power. I mean that I guess there's so much there's so much growth out there. The economy is expanding. It's not fixed. We often think of it as fixed. We think of it like pie, right? Or a big cake. And if he gets a bigger slice, I get a smaller slice. And if I go spend money on myself and my team, there's there's a finite amount of donations, which means that somehow these people are going to be losing as a result of that. That is just not true. Just not true. You need to understand that money and donations can be created and expanded. And you might go, ah, oh, but we don't. We, I can't afford that. Then find a way to afford it. If you need to go give yourself a, a few a few extra thousand dollars a month to take care of needs and and to and to to take care of your family, and or even to allow you to go full time with this then get creative. Find ways to truly be effective in your marketing. Find ways to really create a powerful mission. At the end of the day, guys, it's not about who's got the best product. It's not. It's about who can market the best. We often think, oh, it's if, if my nonprofit is so special and people, once they see that, they're going to just donate. Once they see that is, 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 really the, is really the catch. Once they see that, they often won't. So if you need more cash, find a way to market more effectively. When you have more cash, find a way to take care of you and your people and those you were serving. And, when, and then you go, okay, and now we're serving oh, a thousand people per month. That's great. How do we how do we ten x that? How do we how do we make ten times the number of results we're making right now? Well, we have to think more creatively. If you have to get higher quality people in your teams, hire hire the best out there, and say, hey, we want to get to a million dollars in donations a year. How do we do it? Well, you're going to need some serious talent for that. And you're not going to be able to hire Uncle Dave's 
friend's cousin to do that for you. You're going to have to go hire a professional who's going to build a website and a logo and all these different branding things that are going to really make a difference. So um, you need to spend money to make money. And I, I think that that's it's kind of an, a deceitful um, adage that we say that you need to spend money to make money because that's not always true. You don't always have to spend money to make money, but the fear of spending money to make money will just burn a business to the ground and will 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 leave a nonprofit in that what I call the hollow state. They're kind of alive, but they're just kind of empty. They're not really having massive impact. They're barely getting by. They're always stressed every month about how they're going to pay their people. They're constantly saying, hey, guys, sorry, there's not enough money right now. Can we pay you next month? You know what I'm talking about? That's hollow. We don't, we don't want that. <laughs> have a thriving industry or have a thriving organization that really can make a massive impact on an enormous scale. That's what we're shooting for. If that's not what you want, this podcast is not for you. Um, and I recommend you go find something else. But if you're trying to make as big an impact as you possibly can, then then listen on because I, I have some pretty cool tips for you. So um, join me next time. We're going to be talking about another point in my deadly sins that occur with nonprofits. Um, again, I, I hope you're looking forward to this book. I'll be releasing it here as soon as I can. I'm just working on it. I'm not much of a writer. Um, <laughs> I like to talk. And so for me, this has actually been quite challenging trying to write all this stuff out. But I really do believe that this um, this is for a great cause in my own way, right? And and, and think, I think that this is something else I have to clarify is that I really believe that that, that I mean I guess let me let me go back a little bit. I've I've always I always wanted to start a nonprofit. I was like I just want to make a bigger impact in the world. I want the world to be a better place. And and I keep on thinking, okay, all I have to do is go out and start a nonprofit. And I realized one day I was like, no, what I need to do is help those that are already out there succeed. And that's what I really want. That is what, that's why I have this podcast. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing is I really want to help those who have amazing missions to be successful at what they do. We don't need another nonprofit necessarily. At least that was my opinion at the time. I was like, I don't think that the world needs another nonprofit. There's so many out there, but what we need is the ones that are already out there. These good people out there who have an amazing heart and amazing mission. I need to give them the tools they need to really make the impact that they dreamed of making when they started this thing. So... I look forward to our next podcast and look forward, uh, keep, keep on your radar my book that's coming out and we will talk to you guys shortly.